Welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tigo and Tracy Venturi, episode 480, mid-February. Tracy, in this week we have 25 years of Albuquerque home values. We're going to break that down. I put a new chart together. Imagine that. Um, Albuquerque population trend. When are we going to hit a million people in the metro Albuquerque area? I've got some data on that. I always have data. Definitely. But you've got something good. You've got something on you rebates. Know, Energy Star rebates, right? Uh, if you look online, there are a lot of things that have rebates or tax incentives on them. So we'll get into that. Awesome. And then um, question of the week was zoning. What the heck is zoning and why do we need it and how does it work and how to understand it? So we'll break down zoning. And then I've got one more thing last week. Okay. So, so last week, we spent a lot of time talking about affordability and the affordability challenges in real estate in general, just across the board, renting, buying, Albuquerque, nationwide, everywhere, right? It's, it's, it's a challenge. Um, but this week, something else popped up on my radar, which was a, a product to help with affordability. So I wanted to get into that. But first off, Tracy, introduce us and phone number and how do we get a hold of us? Sure. We're welcomehomeabq.com and our phone number is 448-8888 and we're with Real Broker here in New Mexico. Thanks. Well, thanks for everybody that, that joins us every week. Appreciate your comments on Facebook and YouTube. That's great. And if you are following or watching us on YouTube, do hit the subscribe button. It just helps us out. We're really close to hitting a big landmark for the number of subscribers on YouTube. So uh, hit that subscribe. We'd appreciate it. Great. All so, right. Um, all right. What do you want to do? 25 first years of home 25 values. 25 years of home values. Interesting. Values. We had it come up this week with yeah. a client who wanted to see a chart of 25 years. And it was kind of interesting. So we thought it'd be good to share it here. Somebody said chart. And I said, what? Chart? Chart? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm on it. Uh, so anyway, I, what I did is I went back and looked at the Albuquerque home value, not home prices, but actually what, what, and I used a, a thing called the Zillow home value index. And what they do is they look at the values of all properties, be they sold or not. And what is the average value over time? And I went back to uh, 20, no, to 2000. No. 1998 19, for 20 to get to our to get to our 25 years that was as far back as i could go with with good data um it's interesting to so that in what they do is they look at kind of what the typical home you know they're not doing the extremes in the low end they're not doing the extremes on the high end they're kind of just you know in that middle range typical home and in 1998 at the end of 1998 it was 127,617 25 years ago End of 23, just here in December, 321,000. Um, you can see the chart on my Facebook, also on our team's Facebook page at uh, Venturi Team, uh, Venturi Realty on, on Facebook, or just search mine. It's Tego, T-E-G-O, Venturi, and you'll see it. Um, it's interesting because it's striking, Tracy, because you can see that bump from 2000. Thousand five, six, and seven, where home prices, you know, climb dramatically. And the right. thing that's striking about that is you, we have that same kind of climb in 21, 20, 20, 21, 22, 23. Um, and everybody goes, uh oh, look, here we go again, right? Um, the, the thing is, you got to overlay on top of that is 
the inventory and the number of homes actually on the market is it's a very different case than back then. And the amount of equity people have in their homes. Exactly. People aren't leveraged like they were then. Yeah. Yeah. So good information, Tigo. We all like to know what our homes are worth. If you want to know what your home might be worth in today's market, even if you're not wanting to sell, we'd be happy to put that together for you. Just let us know. Um, give us a call at that 448-8888 and we'll put together what we call an equity analysis. So an equity analysis analysis is how much you might owe on the house versus what it's worth. And the a difference is the equity. So we'd be happy to put that together. I know you know, most people want to know what their, you know, net worth is, meaning, you know, how much dollars, if they sold everything, how many dollars would they have? And obviously equity for most people, equity in their home is one of their biggest assets. So right. it's always good to know. You always like to know. And of course, it's been a, a, a great few years for homeowners. So, right. you know, a lot, lot of equity out there. Um, Tracy, the other thing was... Well, let's talk about zoning. Um, this came up, you know, people, we, it, it's, it's in our business, Tracy, we end up just taking certain things for granted that people know what zoning means. And a question came up and, and it was great because somebody was, you know, they weren't afraid to ask. They didn't like act like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to know what this is. They were like, well, what's zoning? Yeah. What, what, what is zoning all about and what does that mean? Yeah, zoning basically are rules and land use regulations that are guidelines set by the government, right? Of how to how this this specific specific land or home can be used. So, like zoning could be commercial zoning, so it means it's a commercial property. It could be residential. It could be special use. It could be, you know, whatever. But that's what it is. It's just a a, a rule book for cities and towns that divides areas into different zones, and typically. Um, it's different zones to keep like like kind property together, right, Tigo? So they don't put a commercial building right in the middle of a residential neighborhood. They kind of group commercial together and residential together. And then there's sort of some sort of mixed use usually yeah, that helps buffer the two. Exactly. Yeah. So you'll put a buffer between. So maybe there's a school and instead of putting a, a, a single family home neighbor right next neighborhood next to it maybe you put an apartment complex or something in between right so you kind of set up these buffers i don't know if that's a great example but that would that would be you know what what the goal is to make yeah to make it it yeah. good for the residential good for commercial people think about it you know i was in retail before real estate for a while and and it was like you see the same types of stores all clumped together all selling similar products that's intentional because people think of that as that's where i go for furniture let's say or that's where we go for mattresses they're all kind of in the same area so it's it's zoned that way but you know the main idea behind zoning rules and land use reg regulations is to organize a city or town in a way that makes it a nice place to live and work while also keep keeping people safe and protecting the environment yeah well so, in in you know we always talk in terms like it's r1 or it's r2 or it's a1 or a2 or it's c1 or whatever all these different terms right and in, so r1 is residential one property per lot. lot of course the city of albuquerque just changed that and now allows adus meaning an accessory dwelling unit on an R1 lot, which was a big deal. Yeah, so, with, with other qualifications oh, as well. Of, of course, and that's yeah. just it. You know, there's all these, there's there's rules. And, um, and and so every 
municipality is going to have rules about land use and what you can do on your property and can't do on your property. But then on top of that, you might have some other overlays like CC&Rs. Right. Con- covenants, conditions, and re- and re- regulations? Restrictions. Restrictions. I don't restrictions know why I got the use. wrong yeah, word yeah, in my I know, head. I know. Like, re- yeah, yeah, restrictions. Yeah. Covenants, conditions, so how you can use that land exactly. on top of what what if it's intended for one house or one commercial property and then you might have an hoa too, a homeowners association or a condo owners association that has other yep. restrictions on what you can and cannot do so yep. um so that's zoning yeah know you know know what you're what you're looking at and you know the thing that's really good i think i go back 20 years tracy in this business we didn't have a way to go research that stuff really easily but now there's so many good maps out there like city of Albuquerque, basically every county, most cities have what they call a GIS map. It's an interactive map. I don't even know what GIS stands for. Graphical. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, but but they're maps with different layers. And so you can say, okay, show me. And you can click on it and say, give me everything that's A1. They'll show me everything that's A1. And, And A1 is agricultural, residential generally. Um, but show me everything that's R1 or show me things that are mobile home, show me things. So so you can look at this, but it's the other cool thing is if you're looking at a property, you're curious what you know the lot is behind it that's sitting vacant and you want to know what it's zoned for, well, you can go look it up and you should. Right. As right. part of your due diligence totally. of, of purchasing. Yeah. And that's pretty common. I know there's a strip in um right here near us where there was a big open lot behind it Mm -hmm. and it was zoned for apartments and those apartments are now almost complete but that was probably 15 years ago that we looked it up and we saw that that's what it was zoned for but it was vacant for a long time but at least when we were reselling a house there we could tell them that is zoned for apartments yeah yeah so there you go tigo let's let's talk about the energy star rebate finder i want to call it free money maybe gotta work for it um, Energy Star Rebate Finder. Okay, so you, you got to spend money to get money. I know. I yeah. know. I know. So you want to get on energystar.gov slash rebate dash finder and look because there's tax rebates as well as rebate rebates, right? Like just cash back. So like there's tax. Tax credit. Tax credit. Okay, got tax it. Tax credit. Sorry, tax credits or mail-in rebates or other rebates. And some are from like New Mexico gas companies. Some are federal government uh, some are New Mexico Energy, Minerals, and Natural Resources Department. That's for windows, doors, and skylights, where you can get $500 to $1,000 if you put in energy uh, star-rated windows or doors that you are using to replace. So there's a lot of different things in here. I was going through it. I, you have to put in a zip code just to kind of find what um, what you might find. But clothes dryers, clothes washers, dishwashers, things that are Energy Star, even like mini splits, central air conditioning systems, um, heat source things, tankless water heaters, smart thermostats. That's the one that's most common, I know. When we go to like the home stores, a lot of times the smart thermostats will say right there qualifies for a rebate. And those light bulbs too, right? So you might want to get on that site, energystar.gov slash rebate dash finder and see if there are some rebates for any projects maybe you've done recently if they allow you to do it in arrears or in the future if you're doing some work might might just just help you move forward well when you were just talking about that tracy i just put a mini split in one of our rental properties so mini split is a heating cool unit you know that that goes in a specific room 
and you said it was on the list. So it's like, now I got to go check it out and see if, if it qualifies. Now it's a rental property. I don't know, maybe that it's only for your, your personal it, residence. It's still I'm not saving sure, energy. And yeah, isn't that the point? That is the point. I would think so. Yeah. Anyway, Energy Star. Good it's a great, stuff. it's a great resource. So yeah, energystar.gov or just Google Energy Star rebates and, and you can do a search. You put in the zip code and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just Google Energy Star rebates. You'll probably find it faster than what I said. Yeah. yeah. How, how to get there. Or you use perplexity, which I've been using all the time now instead of Google. So, uh, no, sorry. That's for all the nerds out there. Um, the AI nerds. So, um, perplexity, it's awesome. Okay. Uh, population. I had reason to, whoa, don't bump the microphone. Um, I had reason Tracy to search Albuquerque population. So the Albuquerque MSA, the metro area, which is the, the four counties, Bernalillo, Sandoval, Valencia, Torrance. And I wanted to know, okay, where are we at now? How much has it grown? And I found a really good resource for it. It's on uh, macrotrends.net. Um, and this is from the, uh, it looks like it's a combination of the UN as well as census. But basically, they're saying in 2023 in the Metro Albuquerque area, we're at 940,000 people in the, the four counties. And the question is, okay, when do we get to a million? And does it tell you that well, prediction? Well, it does. Based on this, it says we will hit 999,000 in 2027 and go over a million people in 2028. And that's based on just a 1% uh, population gain over the next few years. So that means we need a lot more housing units. Yes. And that actually brings me to another conversation I had this week I wanted to talk to you about, and that was the uh, apartment units. But um, yeah, it's interesting because up until 2018, they were saying that Albuquerque was growing at about 2% per year, but it actually, the growth rate actually dropped starting in 2019 all the way through till now it's interesting so it actually the growth we still grew but we didn't grow as fast during the pandemic as everybody thought remember that really Tracy? interesting you know how many times people kept saying oh the californians are all moving here and buying all our houses and i kept saying no they're not yeah no they're not i said yes there's a few but they're not there's not this flood of people coming in here right and, and i kept having news people say try to put words in my mouth and say, yes, it's all those Californians that are driving up our prices, right? I said, no, it's not. It's us. It's people that live here. Um, and, and, and I don't, I've got some other data that shows that's the case that, that most of the movement, I think the stat was like 2% last year came from out of state. Very low. Very low. Very low. Yeah. You know, during the pandemic as I really, now, and let me qualify that because it's important, right? Because I'm always a stickler on data is it's 2% of all the homes or all the moves basically, right? So, so you know, no, I take that back. It's 2% of the entire population. So it's actually not, you know, it's a fair number, but it's not like a crazy big number. So Tigo, we were uh, volunteering like this went, week. I have no idea what you just talked about. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. We were volunteering this week. We were at Storehouse West in Rio Rancho, helping yeah. them for a few hours, putting together bags of food that they distribute. And um, 
uh, one of the gentlemen who volunteers there, he's been helping them for two years. He retired. He's probably younger than us based on how he looked. Very, uh, very healthy, young looking, retired man. And um, he retired. He moved from California and bought a house in Rio Ranch, free and clear and and started working at rust hospital and then retired and he's just been volunteering but he was somebody that actually moved from california and picked it uh kind of just from coming out here and liking it and deciding the cost of living and that uh, a, a lot of affordability things were were worth it and so it was interesting conversation yeah um well i think i think there's you know, we, we've been saying this for years, Tracy, that, that Albuquerque, New Mexico, our area is kind of undiscovered by a lot of places yet. And we'll see. I think, you know, if we do hit that million, that million person, if we do hit that million person mark, that will change things. That's what people say. It's like, once you hit a million people in your Metro, it kind of puts you on the radar for a lot of other, uh, business search type people. Yeah. So I've heard that many times, right? Once you go over a million, lots of different companies are now you're there, you're on their radar to move into. But you know what, Tigo, we used to like, it was great when we got to go on vacation somewhere and our favorite store was there that we didn't have here, or a favorite restaurant was there that we didn't have here. It seems like now we kind of have everything we need. Do we really need a big Nordstrom's? No, we've got the rack. Do we need an In-N-Out burger? Do, I think that's really the question. Do we Do we need beans and brews? Yes, because that's Ann Vallejos and she's bringing a, another coffee shop. But, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to travel and experience different things and not have everything right at your fingertips. But that's just my take on when we hit the million. So it seems like maybe we've been close enough that a lot of places have come in. I, I tried to set you up so you could get hate for people. And, and I tried to for set In-N-Out you up Burger. to say that we don't need In-N-Out Burger because, yeah, that would have not gone well. I've, I've seen the threads on the In-N-Out when they announced it. And it's still like three years away or something before we'll have our first one. Wait, I thought that was on April 1st that somebody announced In-N-Out Burger was coming. Uh, no, it's been a while. Is it for we, real? It's Yes. But I it's, thought that was a fake fake news no it's like three years from now like 2027 oh. or something they're planning their first one see there we go I yeah tells you what i know no but yeah but you know it's fun to be able to go somewhere and go to in and out burger because we don't have it you know you can find it in phoenix or vegas or tucson or i don't know where else but yeah. you know west coast yeah yeah um affordability can we go back to that sure we did a lot of conversation about affordability last week here on the show in in real estate in general in Albuquerque in particular and it, it's a challenge the and and there's a lot of different resources there's people trying to figure out different ways and mortgage programs and this and that right well uh, one thing that I, I came across and it's interesting and it's a, an assumable loan search tool. So it allows you to find homes that have a mortgage that are assumable, meaning you as the new buyer can assume the current terms of that existing mortgage. Now, do you sounds complicated? It does. It is complicated, but it may be worth it to jump through those hoops because 
you might be able to find somebody that has a 3% mortgage that you can assume whatever their principal balance is, you still have to qualify though. And Tico, what's the chance that of those homes that are available are ones that somebody wants to sell and no, they, they they're are, on they're, the market. They're, they're ones that are on the they're market. on the market and they're in the neighborhood and price point that you're looking for. For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, all I mean, the stars a, definitely need to align. Right. However, it is an, an opportunity to find some value and take over, uh, not take over, but basically, well, it's assume the mortgage of, of somebody. Now, these are going to be FHA and VA mortgages. So you have to be owner occupy. And of course, VA, you have to be VA qualified, Veterans Administration qualified. And the VA borrower who currently holds that loan and holds has the house has to know that if their loan is assumable, let's see, they're going to be off that loan then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not that they've taken over their eligibility. So no. that's good. Yeah. So um, th this is the catch. So it all sounds great. It's like, okay, I can take over you know, uh, a $200,000 balance that's got a 4% mortgage instead of, you know, the current rate at eight, 7% or whatever it is. Um, the catch is there may still be, there may be $200,000 in equity on top of that. Where does that 200 coming from? That's the question. So either you have to take out a second mortgage for that amount or have, have the, the cash. cash. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's great that the tool is out there, but probably not going to happen. No, you're, you're pessimistic. I think people that are looking for opportunity to save some money and get some affordability, it is an opportunity, but it's definitely not your standard, just go get a mortgage, buy a house kind of thing. Um, T totally. And, and I never said this, I'm sorry. It's assumable.io is the website assumable.io and it looks like what they are is a I don't really even know much about this company I just came across it last week and they it appears what they're doing is they're searching uh, public record databases of mortgages and so they know what the you know what people have and they uh, estimate what their mortgage balance is they estimate what their payment is and then they also cross-reference that against homes that are on the market or have been on the market recently and, and, and put together this list. But they, I think, are a mortgage company then that is going to help you through this process. I, I don't quite understand the, the process. But assumable mortgages, it's a thing. Let's talk about some houses. Good idea. Fun stuff. So we have a coming soon. 2101 Silver. Oh, 2101 yes. Silver. So that's right at Buena Vista and Silver, just south of the main UNM campus. Yep. Very, very convenient location on the corner of Silver and Buena Vista. It's a very charming, could be very charming home. Three bedrooms, one and a half bath, two car detached garage. Um, pretty good size lot. Yeah, good size yard. Um, the house is livable, but it definitely is ripe for somebody to turn it into a charming gem that it apparently once was. Um, $259.9, and that's priced according to what people think uh, it's going to take to make it that gem. It has, you know, the old original wood floors, but somebody painted them maybe, and yeah. they're kind of scratched up. And, you know, it's going to take 
some work. Um, some of the systems need updating. Some of the systems were updated, but a lot of them need updating. Um, but it's a great location and a great opportunity because it's priced to, to know that it does need like uh, electrical upgrade, right? Some other things. So 2101 silver. Do you know what it has? It's rare. It's got a basement. It does have a basement. Yep. Half bath down there along with some laundry facilities and an extra room that could be hobby or an office. Old, an old big old furnace too. It's a very cool old furnace, but it's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's, um, I, I, I looked at it. Um, huge, huge potential on that property. Give the address again, Tracy, if somebody wants to Google it. 2101 Silver Southeast. I'm going to talk about a couple others that are sort of out of area. So 247 Rough Road in Stanley is a uh, manufactured home, four bedrooms on 160 acres. Wait, say that again? Yeah. Four oh. bed, two bath, $215,000, and it's 160 acres in Stanley. So do we all know where Stanley is? You go out through the canyon to the East Mountains and you head north and you go to Bruce King country, right? Well, you go to, you basically, you go to Moriarty and you take a left. Go to Moriarty and go north yeah. and then you hit Stanley. Yeah. yeah. So 160 acres with a four bedroom manufactured home. Um, so that one, I'm, I'm surprised at 215 that it's still on the market. It does need to be cash only. Um, because of the manufactured home part of it. So that's that's definitely out there. We have another one um, in Berlin that I want to talk about because it's 115500 It's 187 Garcia Avenue. This is a two-bedroom, one-bath um, house on you know about a fifth of an acre, just a small lot, but a nice little house. Um, it's it's ready for a new owner. And if you're interested at 115.5 in Berlin, um, you might want to check that house out it, itself. Um, in the Tejeris area, we have uh, 49 La Cresta Circle. It's sort of cabin-like, uh, 150000 It's also probably cash only. It has some work that was underway and it needs to be finished. But it's on an acre in the tall Ponderosas, not too far south on 14, uh, through the canyon, south 14 yep. in Tejeris. Yeah, kind of Ponderosa area if, if yeah. people are familiar with that. Yep. Yep. And uh, lots of others. So if you're looking for something specific, give us a call and see if we've got it coming. Uh, 448-8888. I know there's open houses this weekend now that football's over and now that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I know. I talk about it every week. But I, I had some bittersweet about that game. Why? Because I really liked Brock Purdy. So, well. you know, if the Chiefs would have lost, I would have felt like, well, okay, Brock Purdy won. But, you know. Oh, the now, Chiefs are now my the team. Chiefs, everybody's talking about the three-peat, so that's that's the, the next the next milestone for them. Yeah, you can never be at the top and just stay there and be top, right? You have to keep growing. Okay, I got to tell you my takeaway from the Super Bowl. Okay. Two things came out of that. <clears throat> One was I was watching the interviews after after the you know after the game. I think I went to NFL Channel and just you know kind of watching them talk to different people and. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes comes up and and he talked about how the coaches just hammered into them over and over and over again about what happens during overtime. Tell like they were just sick of hearing it, just sick of hearing about what we do at overtime and what the rules are and how it works. And he said, 
we didn't even have to think about what we needed to do because we were prepared. We didn't have to like try to remember what we do during overtime and what the rules are. The next day I heard somebody commenting about how the 49ers did not seem to know what the rules were for overtime. And like it, and it would, they were two totally separate conversations, but they came together then going, yeah, it's like the 49ers didn't seem to know what to do, you know, and didn't quite understand what the rules were regarding overtime. And it's, you know, and so it just, it struck me that that's not the player's fault, right? That's, you know, they, they, they shouldn't, I'm sorry, this is not a sports talk show, but to me, it was more about a story about preparation, 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 and over preparing. Is having your game plan. Having your game plan and actually knowing what, you know, what is going on and, yep. and how to deal with every situation that comes up. So. Yep. Well, and that's kind of relates to real estate in that one of the things we do is we make sure we have systems. We have to repeat it. You can't just tell somebody something once, right? We have yeah. to have repeatable things that make um, our clients get the best service, the best marketing, the best whatever to make sure that they're taken care of as buyers and sellers of real estate. You wanna, do you want to outro us here? Yeah, it's always great to be here. We appreciate all of you listeners. Let us know if there's something that you would like us to talk about or if you have a question of the week that we can help under uh, answer for you. Um, have a great weekend, and it almost feels like spring is coming this week, so we'll uh, enjoy it while we can. Let me give the last. It's Venturi Realty Group, real broker here in central New Mexico, Albuquerque. You can reach us at 505-448-8888. Take care.